is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. August 28th, 2018, season 14, episode number 32. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from Ford Center at the Star. Uh, Cowboys are practicing today here. It's their final practice of training camp 2018. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to take some time today to break down training camp, look at the big picture of training camp. Um, and we've got, I got my normal cast here. We're going to talk a little bit about this team. How's everybody doing today? Great. This is like... This is like the best view right here. Yeah, it is the best view. We're at the 50-yard line at Ford Center, and the team is warming up and stretching right now. So uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking to you a lot about what's going on out here, but at the same time, we want to talk about the big picture of training camp. Uh, heading into training camp, the writers for DallasCowboys.com uh, put together a, a series of articles uh, that they call 20 questions, and it hit on 20 of the most important questions, I guess, for the Cowboys heading into training camp and into the season. Um, that the Cowboys were going to have to answer, good or bad, one way or the other, we were going to find out. And I don't know if some of these questions can even be answered until we get to December. However, we're going to try today to see if we've learned anything more during training camp that helps us answer these 20 questions. So let's get started. Let's start with the first question. Let's start with number 20. Uh, The question was, who has higher expectations, Randy Gregory or David Irving? Which is interesting because at the time when you posed this question. That was before the suspension, yeah, right? Yeah, well, no, we knew about the suspension at that point. When I, they answered this? Mm-hmm. Yes, they okay. knew, about, they knew okay. about the suspension at that time. However, most people probably felt at that time like, let's just wait and see what Randy Gregory is. Yeah. Like, we have not seen him on a football field in a long time. That's exactly where we are right now. Let's right. just wait and see. So, so has anything changed for you as far as those two and the expectations? Again, knowing also we didn't know that David Irving wasn't going to be a camp at all right. at that point. I'll tell you this. I, I mean, the change for me is that now I do have somewhat of an expectation. Before, as far as Randy Gregory goes, I didn't really have any expectations. I'm like, okay, well, let, let's just see how he goes and what happens and clearly he came in here looking like a beast and he's doing great so far so now that gave me some higher expectations it's i forgot we answered that question and it's insane uh how much can change in six weeks because i i remember i wrote like anything randy gregory can do is Mm -hmm. a bonus honestly like my expectations for him are that low between not trusting his availability, and honestly, if we're being real, not trusting that we know that he's actually that good of a player. Like it's, people act like he was like Demarcus Ware when he left this team. That's not true. Like right. he had three sacks in his rookie preseason. Injuries limited him for basically half of his rookie year, and it took him the rest of it to catch back up to speed. And then he had a sack in a meaningless game in Week 17 of 2016 when nobody important was even playing. Like, that's all we had seen from him. So for him to show up and look as good as he has, like, I still can't wrap my round, my head around how crazy it is, how good he looks, uh, how much progress he's made to the point where, yeah, like, it's hard not to have crazy expectations that he could be a really great player if he can get on the field. That's okay, I'll, I'll ask this. Who's going to play more games of this year, Randy Gregor or David Irving? Good freaking question. <laughs> it is. <huh? laughs> 
No, and that's uh, honestly, oh, I do see Randy I running see around here. I don't see, see him out there. Randy right now. It's <laughs> funny because we talked about. I mean, we talked about this yesterday, and again for the third day in a row. Uh, you know, Cowboys officials are say they have no reason to suspect that Randy Gregory has any trouble coming his way. But as Jerry Jones pointed out this morning, like that's just probably going to be a thing that they wake up thinking about every day that Randy's here. Whether I mean, you know, whether whether there's trouble coming or whether there's not, the potential for it to be there is always going to be around. You know, I had talked to Stephen Jones yesterday um, for just a little bit, and, and exactly what you had said earlier in the show yesterday, Dave, um, that they're always the last to know. You mean, we, we think the Cowboys, the, the front office is going to know. And, and, and yeah, it, it, they might hear about something the day before the announcement, but uh, the NFL league office knows things that's, that's happening seemingly before the Cowboys do. So, yeah, the, everyone over here is saying, you know, we, we we know what we know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing going on. But that's uh, exactly, and ev- again, even if nothing is going on, that fear is just going to be around Randy Gregory for the foreseeable future. That's yeah. just something that you have to be mindful of. And so, I don't know, everything I'm looking at suggests that they, uh, Randy Gregory is going to be a big part of this season, and it would be big for the Cowboys if he is. Um David Irving, I haven't even thought about him in three or four weeks. Yeah, Who will be the backup quarterback uh, for this season? You guys, at the mm, time, the, mm, the conversation mm, was really mm, about mm. can Mike White actually step up and surpass Cooper Rush? But my question for you guys is, is Cooper Rush your backup? Is Mike White your backup? Or is there someone else that will be your backup at this point based on what we've seen? Cooper Rush is your backup quarterback. I said it then, and it's true today. And it will be true next week as well. Okay. Cooper Rush is the backup quarterback. Cooper Rush is not next in line to start, though. That's 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 the okay. fact. That Explain I, that to me. He will be the backup quarterback on a game day. He'll finish your game. If he has to start another game, it won't be Cooper Rush. And then, I don't think. I, I I can get on board with that. A lot like 2015, you know. Yeah. You gave Brandon Whedon his very brief shot, and then you did a trade to bring a guy in here. I don't think I don't think this team would feel good about Cooper Rush needing to start more than a game or two. Right. Um, but again. I don't think, and that's, you know, I was kind of going back and forth with fans here this morning because Jason Garrett said this morning, within the last half hour, that he feels good about Cooper Rush as his backup, which people predictably lost their minds because Cooper Rush looked terrible on Sunday <laughs> night. Yeah. And, but, again, I mean, I'm sorry. if you What else is he going to say, though? No, well, not only what else is he going to say, but, again, what else do you want? Like, I'm sorry if I sound like the company man right now, but, like, what do you want? Do you want to go give up a draft pick for Teddy Bridgewater? Why? Yeah. This is a team that expects Dak to be available for 16 games, and I do too. And so I don't care. I really don't. Unless, you know, we'll deal with that when it happens. And if you need to go get Teddy Bridgewater in October because Dak has something happen to him, knock on wood, worry about that then. Why do I care right now? You know, I, what I would have, you said, what do you want? What I, what I think should have happened here, and I, it's not like I was screaming for it too much in the summer, so it's hard to come back now and say it. But I do think that they need a little bit more veteran uh, experience in the room. Um, not anyone that's going to challenge him or he has to look over his shoulder every interception or every bad play, but just somebody that can he can walk off of the sidelines to. And, you know, maybe it's a, a McCown type of, of player. I know there's 14 of them, so one of those guys. But, um, you know, just somebody like that. But at this point, I don't know if you can go get that guy. For the record, for the fifth time, I agree with everything you just said. But they 
They don't. They, they don't. and Jerry, right. Jerry feels Jones good about it. said this morning they like having a young room, and that's what they want. Again, I think Dak's going to start 16 games this year, so I don't really care. Maybe it's a moot point. Who is the bounce-back candidate, the biggest bounce-back candidate on this team? You guys threw out Dan Bailey, and I think it was you, Dave, that also threw out Colt Beasley as, as your guy. Um, who would you guys say is the, the, the guy that you think will have the biggest comeback season based upon what they did last year relative to what you expect them to do this year? If you can promise me Randy, Randy Gregory, Gregory, yeah, <laughs> my God. I mean, yeah, you can't you, be better than that. If you can promise me he's going to play. I, re- I mean, I, and I'm the guy that I hate to put those expectations on the guy, but like double digit sacks doesn't sound that crazy based on what we've seen. No, no. So, I mean, with what you saw the other night in him, uh, if he were able to play every game, like how could he not get to the quarterback once a game? I mean, I know that that doesn't happen. But well, it does actually. It does. Some guys yeah. have get more than that. On average, uh, Tank did it last year. Yeah, that's true. He got he was right there. Um, you know, some other candidates for that. Dan Bailey was kind of what the question was designed to be around, yeah. and that's what they're hoping that he's the biggest comeback player. But you know, you ask a lot of guys. I'm looking at Tavon Austin catch a little swing pass around, and for him, you know, he's looking to have a comeback season. Yeah. Had some injuries. Terrence Williams would be one. Cole Beasley uh, would would be another. Um, you know, in their own weird way, Tyron Smith probably wants to have a bounce back year, even though he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, but wants to play a little bit more than he did or better than he did. Yes. I don't think what for another team. I don't think Chaz makes this <laughs> team at all. But uh, we're we're actually going to shoot a video today that's going to be posted hopefully tomorrow, where we're going to break down the roster, and uh, we had to kind of go through it a little bit and. Surprisingly, we didn't even you know, we didn't even want to waste any time on Chaz, and I, I think he's gonna get a he's gonna get a cut. We're not even gonna discuss it. I, he hasn't done anything. How about um, Byron? Yeah, I thought of, uh, I that's thought about one. that. I think it's a that good, is a good one. It's a good answer. Although you know, when I think of bounce back, I mean Byron wasn't great last year, but he started and was productive for you. He wasn't great, I know, but when I think of like Cole Beasley has to be disappointed with the year that he had. Dan yeah. Bailey, again, like most yeah. accurate Those kicker in league history. Um, but I will say this, Byron to me is more like a career bounce back because I think he was all but washed up as a safety from the standpoint. of When you start thinking about a second contract, oh, for I sure. don't know that, that the Cowboys are really thinking, hey, de- we definitely got to do a second contract with this guy. Right. That doesn't mean somebody else doesn't pick him up, but I don't think he was due for a big payday. However, if he plays this season as he's played during training camp, and he will now create a conversation for himself either here or somewhere else for somebody to sign him as a cornerback. I don't know if this is fair for bounce back, but you know Ezekiel Elliott is, is obviously entering this season with a, a chip on his shoulder. and We will get to that one. Okay. I don't know. You did I'm, the 20 question. I know. I don't remember <laughs> any of them. <laughs> you don't I, remember, I don't remember I'm surprising you guys with all of these, aren't I? Okay, kind of. Yeah. But they're all relevant right now. Yeah, they are. They are. All right, so let's move on. We talked a little about Dan Bailey, but the next question is the special will special teams – um, see problems due to all the defections. You lost Rich Basaccia. You lost key players like Keith Smith and Kyle Wilbur on your special teams. You now have Keith O'Quinn running that group. Do you think that special teams, has there been anything that you've seen so far that suggests that special teams takes a hit? I'll answer that. I, I don't think that you can ever judge a special teams in the preseason. I always say that when fans go crazy because a punt return comes back for a touchdown. They're just trying to get by right now. They're trying to figure out who goes where. It's kind of chaotic for them. 
I, I think they're going to be pretty good on special teams because they're very deep. What position are they the deepest at right now? Seems like linebacker. Yep. When you're deep at linebacker, you're going to be good on special teams. And like we said before, they've got a running back, probably going to make the team in Bo Scarborough, who's got a linebacker type of body. He'll play some as well. I think they're going to be okay there. I think they're going to be better than okay. I mean, the, than- the three specialists have looked really good throughout mm-hmm. camp. I mean, Bailey had his had his moment where everything looked bad, but he's been rock solid ever since. Um, and then, yeah, I think of guys like Damian Wilson, mm-hmm. Kayvon Frazier, uh, and uh, Jameez Olawale is another one. Like, those three guys, Keith O'Quinn's been here forever. I mean, it's not like he's new to this thing. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. Now, of all these questions, there are a few that stand out as questions that uh, we can really sink our teeth into uh, that I don't know that we have answers for yet. But they're worth discussions. This is one of them at number 16. How will the tight end position sort out? You've got Jeff Swaim. You've got Blake Jarwin. You've got Dalton Schultz. You've got Rico Gathers. And they all have something about them that um, they, they all have certain people that are <laughs> pulling for them, I guess, is a, is a good way to put it. And, and they have different, unique things about each one of them. Did you have something to say, Nick? Yeah, for the record, and, and I, I, I think – they put this list together, some of the writers. I remember saying to Rob, how is this number 16? Like, how is this? A, this <laughs> this is like number four? Yeah, I thought this <laughs> should have been a lot higher on the list. Uh, not knowing that, that we would get to this point in training camp and nobody would separate themselves at right. all. Yeah. But uh, but I, I do, I, this just sounds funny coming at number 16 because I can't imagine 15 more questions more pressing than this. Um, but um, I don't know where I was that day. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... <laughs> You were. Um, you can we skip the question? No, you honestly, you weren't here. <laughs> you I don't remember where you were, but you weren't here. I know. You and were on. So has it sorted out? Give me, give me kind has of. It's for, for the fan that's just kind of coming into this thing and trying to figure out what's going on for the season. Who's going to be your starter? Who do you expect to play what roles? How do you expect this thing to play out? Okay. Clearly, Swaim is going to be your starter. Absolutely, Jeff okay. Swaim is your starting tight end. He's going to be the. He's going to be the tight end on the field when it's eleven personnel. I would guess he's going to be your first guy in. Blake Jarwin's your two. He'll be there when it's 12. Those are the only, I mean, Swain's the only one that I remotely trust blocking, in all honesty, but Jarwin would be after that. Dalton Schultz, uh, I'm intrigued because this front office doesn't cut fourth-round draft picks, but he's had his ups and downs. I don't. I've been underwhelmed. I don't know that he's a guy that they're going to trust to do those types of jobs when when it's on the line. Um, but honestly, that's all I feel comfortable saying, right? I, I don't know what to tell you about Rico, honestly. Like, and I said last week, like, I've said all I can say about it. Like, they're going to make a decision this weekend what they're going to do with him. We'll see if he's on the team. If he is, I would bet that he has a maddeningly inconsistent role on this team. Like, I, I can't imagine he'll be active that often if he's here. Or if he is active, I can't imagine that he's going to have this huge role. I think Jarwin and Swaim are the two that they're going to lean on to be their guys. Yeah, I, I think, you know, five receivers and four tight ends is what it, what it's looking like here. I just, I just, well, I say that. I, I, is I that what you want or what you actually no, think they'll do? No, I, I actually, I, I, I changed my mind. I don't think they'll cut Deontay Thompson. I don't. I, I don't either. I don't think they will. I think they'll cut Lance Lenore. Um, buy that. But, but. Ten. That's that's ten for that position right there, or for those two two positions. And you know, I've said all along. I think Jamez Olawale could help them a little bit from an H back tight end spot that maybe you didn't have to go long there. But 
they don't want to cut fourth round picks. That just that just shows that they made a mistake. They don't want to do it. They're gonna have a hard time cutting Tapper for some reason. So and they're gonna have a not that hard of a time cutting Chaz Green. But they don't like to, to cut draft picks, especially if they're rookies. Um, I don't think Dalton Schultz has done anything to make me say uh, we got to keep him. But you know, he'll develop just like Rico will. You know what I find disappointing is how much we heard. Stephen Jones and the Jones and all of them talk about Blake Jarwin. They spoke about him so highly um, right before, you know, we started the whole training camp. And as of right now, I mean, I came in thinking or expecting to see something that maybe we just haven't seen before, like notice uh, on Blake Jarwin as far as practice and stuff. And it, I don't know, I don't know right. where it's it was coming from because I haven't seen anything to give me that confidence to, like, you know what, I'm betting all my money on Jarwin. I apologize in advance. I'm not trying to go down this rabbit hole, but it reminds me a lot of safety. Like, they love Xavier Woods. They are optimistic, and they hope that he's going to be this great player. There's no proof that I've seen that that is true yet. I hope like hell it is, but there's no proof of that. Sam, I mean, she's absolutely right. Like, they raved about Jarwin oftentimes was like the first name out of somebody's mouth when you ask him about tight end before Jeff Swaim. And I'm not dogging the guy. I don't think he's been bad, but he, I mean, you know, nah. I'm not telling people to draft him in fantasy football, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's, well, no, I'm serious. Like he, I haven't yeah. seen anything to suggest that he's going to have this just blow he's, up year. Yeah. Um, he's, he's fortunate because Swain hasn't been that great. He's been solid, but hasn't been that great. And the other guys haven't really done anything because if they had, like, he, he's he's a guy you could cut. I mean, what I mean, what does Blake Jarwin, you know, do? Now he'd be pretty pissed because the Cowboys have cost him a Super Bowl ring because the Eagles <laughs> Eagles true. were trying to well, get him. You don't know that he would have made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, he might have gotten cut. No, but it was kind of later in the year, right? And you it have was, to. It was like November. You have to keep him for three weeks, so he would have. I get your point. You know, he probably would have made it. I uh, think. At, I think at the end of the day, what's happening right now is. Fans and everybody's going to have to adapt to the idea that the Cowboys are now like probably, I would guess, 22, 24 teams in the NFL where their tight end is just a guy. He's yeah. not a guy that's an intricate part of their offense. He's going to catch a couple passes. He'll, have, he'll be asked to block. He'll have some different things that he'll be asked to do. But they're not going to have it. This is just not that. We've been used to seeing that with Witten. You're just not going to see that. None of these tight ends are that caliber tight end where he's going to be out there every play, and you're going to, he's going to be an intricate part of what you do offensively. I'll tell you this is on Saturday or Sunday, a 28-year-old tight end who's not special but has been through some wars is going to be available. I would try to go get that guy. Like, I would too. Not any, he's not going to be special. You're not going to be excited when you hear that they added him, but he has knows how to block and do that type of stuff. I don't think they'll do that because I think they like these guys, but that's what I would do. Yeah, honestly, it would be a guy like a like a James Hanna. Like Absolutely. if you told me there was a guy like a James Hanna out there, nothing special, can block, uh, and that's more important than anything else, can block, that's the kind of guy I would go get. He's you know? not in the league anymore, but I always think of Dante Rosario. They had him here. They had five tight ends, and they traded him because they, had, they were good. So, All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. Uh, we'll come right back. When we get back, we're going to answer the question, uh, who's going to be the first-time Pro Bowler of this group? I throw out names like Cheeto, Cole, Lyle, Collins, Jalen Smith. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. 
Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one of a kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice cold 20 ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one of a kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice cold 20 ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Segment of the break live from Ford Center at the Star. Cowboys are finishing their final training camp practice, as you guys are seeing right there on, on the, on the uh, video. 
Uh, we got the running backs doing, going through some drills right there with Gary Brown, the running backs coach. Uh, we'll have, we'll pop back and forth between uh, looking at uh, Nick and, and Dave and Amber, uh, and then looking at the players. I'm sure you guys would prefer to see Nick, Amber, and Dave. But we'll show you guys lots of things that are going on out here today. <laughs> Yeah, right. And uh, we'll show you a lot of things that are going on out here today. You can see these players getting ready for their game this Thursday. There's 43 like on right, Texas. right there. I remember uh, Mickey uh, wrote a column that said, get to know number 43, Joel Lanning. That's, that's the last anyone's ever heard from him. <laughs> as, as, as Kent would Pretty do. True. <laughs> yeah. Who's he? <laughs> yeah. Um, hasn't hasn't done much at all. I mean, but you know what? He, he seems like a guy that could be a practice squad type guy because he can do – Few few things. Things. I just haven't seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, uh, he, it he's, is. He's uh, one of those guys. This is bizarre for this team, but all of a sudden, linebacker is a place where it's hard to get time. It's true. I, I mean, it used to be like you would have three linebackers that had a chance to make the team. Go ahead and find me one. It, it ain't the way it works when you got as much talent as this team does right now. I mean, this defense has done such such you know good things in the preseason, and the fact that they have not their first round pick, a middle linebacker, hasn't done anything really other than a few snaps in the first game. But you know, I, I doubt he's going to play this week. He's not. Hey, Jason you, Garrett said. Did he already not. say it? Yeah. You were asking about first time Pro Bowler. Yes, that's, that's going to that, be our next question. That's one of. That's who I would vote for. We we just who? saw Jalen Smith on oh, the screen. I thought you were gonna say Joe Thomas. <laughs> I was like, dang. No. Well, <laughs> what happened to Sean? <laughs> well, Sean. Stop, uh, Derek. Stop. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, that would be my vote. Jalen Smith. I forgot I think. who my vote was. Yeah, who did I say, Derek? Uh, I don't recall. I don't. Oh, I man. wasn't looking at your answers. Oh. I was just looking at the questions. I Might think be. I said Cheeto, honestly. I, and actually, Cheeto was a popular answer. I do remember there were several people that mentioned Cheeto. Well, there were only four that voted, right? Yeah, That's it. I, there were yeah. two or three that, that mentioned Cheeto. Um, and I think that would have been a popular. As a matter of fact, I think Dave mentioned. Dave actually said two. He said uh, Cheeto and Jordan. He said co-MVP. Uh, I guess oh. co Co Pro Bowl. That's not encouraging. No, actually, you know something. I take that back. That was for another question. That was for a question oh. we're going to get to later about camp MVP. You and know, you said the both of them. Ooh. But go ahead. Chris Jones is a, is a good pick there. Byron Jones maybe. Um, I think I I think I said Chris Jones. I'm on a I don't know. I'm on a crusade to get that guy to the Pro Bowl. Lyle yeah. Collins. Lyle Collins is one of the ones that was mentioned. I have no. I'm going to do it again. I'm. I, I can't count on him to be there for me. But if he is, freaking Randy, Gre- Randy Gregory. <laughs> My yeah. God, I, I, I cannot say enough about how blown away way I am by that. Uh, he's been fantastic. RG three. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm with Amber though. I think Jalen Smith is going to be the guy that I think ends up turning enough heads to get to the Pro Bowl this year because I do think what we've seen from him. I don't think it's a fluke. I think that guy's back to being what everybody expected him to be before the injury, and uh, and I think he'll play like that this season. How got, awesome would that be? That like, would be a great story. Uh, who, Gregory yes. makes the Pro Bowl? No. no we're, we're talking about Jalen. Jalen oh. uh, and well, Gregory either together. One of them. Either one. Right. Yeah, either, either, one. One. Either, either one. I've got one. I answered this last year, and it didn't work out, but but I uh, – what about Jeff Heath? I'm telling Pro you, if Jeff Heath makes a few few more plays than, than, than he's done, I mean, he's usually at three or four turnovers a year. If he can get to five or six turnovers – there's a chance. There's. It's not like a ton of safeties. Yeah, I think Jeff Heath. I think the, the thing about wins. safety, and I think the thing about Jeff particularly, I think the way he gets to the Pro Bowl is through him. It's through the team having success, and him making some plays as a part of that. So you remember when? Uh, what was that? I don't. Yes. You'll know the year. You know what I'm talking about. Ken Hamlin. When Ken Hamlin made the the Pro Bowl, I think of it in a similar way. Yeah. I think he made the Pro Bowl because their team was good that year. The defense played pretty well. 
and he was pretty good. He made a couple plays for him, and so he got into the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I think it's the exact same way. If the team is good, I think Jeff will have a chance. If the team is not good, then I don't think he has a shot at all. And if your interceptions come on Sunday night football and Monday night, all the that's even better. Right. Don't do those noon games. Stuff. I will never shut up if Jeff Heath makes a Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Will, will you just get a goat tattooed to I your don't forehead? I think you're ever going to shut up. Come on. So wait, wait, would you? No, would my you? forehead? Okay. No, come no. on. <laughs> maybe, my, maybe my back or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like the small of your back? No, I was thinking like my shoulder blade. Uh, or uh, I yeah. I was, what? <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Let's move on. Earl Let's move Thomas on. gets a Pro Bowl for the Cowboys. Really? We're yeah. going to go there? <laughs> no, okay, move I on. I thought we could actually go through an entire go, show go, without go, mentioning go, go, go. him. <laughs> um, number 14, here was the question. Most impactful new coach? I really don't know that there's much of a discussion, <laughs> but let's talk about Chris Richard, uh, Sanjay Lyle, and Paul Alexander because I do think you can make the argument this wide receiver group has been better technically than they've been in the past. Yeah. I mean, Tavon Austin said that, you know, this is the best camp he's ever had. He feels more like a wide receiver than ever before because of Sanjay Lau. Cole Beasley's made a few comments like that, too, like it's back to basics and stuff. So, uh, really, uh, you know, they're really taking shots at Derek Dooley. But um, either way, <laughs> hey, maybe shots were due. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But, I mean, they're in that room. I, I, think, I think it's not a, a slam dunk for Chris Richard. Because these other guys, Paul Alexander's having to do some work now. He's having to, you know, get Connor Williams ready, get Joe Looney ready. So it's not as easy for him either. So, I mean, the guy that's really having to do the most work is Doug Nussmeyer, the tight ends coach. But yeah, we didn't put real. him on there. At, what is he? Has what? What's been the result? I mean, I think part of this question has to be: Are guys playing above what you thought they were? Because Chris Richard, you could say whatever you want to say about him getting a lot of the press. Fact is. Byron Jones is playing out of his mind, yes. right? And that was a lot about him saying this guy is a better corner than he will be a safety, right? True. So so you have to look at the results. I don't know that the tight ends have done enough in training camp for me to really point him out as a, as a good well, coaching job. What was, yeah. the, what was the wording of the question? I'm sorry. Well, maybe best, uh, I think it was oh, best, best addition. Okay. Additional, yeah, gotcha. best new coach. Yeah, new assistant coach. Well, I, no one else. Is, we're not pegging anybody else to be the next head coach for the team, so. You made that clear in week one of training camp who I your mean, preference was. Hey, go look at the comments on that video of him laying into the defense on Ooh, Sunday night. That was pretty interesting. I mean, it was something. It wasn't not interesting. All right, let's move on. Question number 13, most challenging quarterback opponent. And this is one that goes a little bigger Zach than Martin we normally have been talking. Yeah, Zach Martin is going through some practice Sorry. right now. I don't Sorry. Think he's not doing a ton. This isn't a padded practice. Yeah, it's but a walkthrough. For but it's still encouraging, though, to see him actually doing some no things doubt here. About it. We're yeah. still yeah. more than a week away from the first game. I did not expect that he'd even be running around doing that kind of yeah. stuff. So, no sorry. About sorry. It. Go ahead. Um, actually, these, there's Travis out there, too. Travis is Travis out there is snapping. He's not he's not, he doesn't have on a helmet, no, but he was out there. Yeah, he's not doing football stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I he might be working on snapping with Zach, but he's no. Just to Do so not, see, oh, there not to give yeah. anybody the idea that he's like doing football. No, stuff. not at all. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Question number uh, what was that? Question number thirteen. Most challenging quarterback opponent. Some of the names that got thrown out: Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Carson Wentz. Any of those strike you as? I mean, there's an obvious answer when you talk about the history of the NFL and, and the, the last several years, the top quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, Breeze is in a different category than these other guys. But last year, statistically, Breeze was not the quarterback that he'd been in the past, mainly because they found a running game, a really, really good running game. Uh, but all that being said, what, what quarterback most concerns you that the Cowboys will face this season? It's an interesting question because, like, 
quarterback or team? Because if I had to pick, yeah. if I had to pick right now, and I hate saying this as a New Orleanian, if I had to make a Super Bowl pick, I think the Atlanta Falcons are going back to the Super Bowl. I just think they're nasty. They're talented everywhere, and Matt Ryan's obviously an MVP caliber quarterback. Um, but as far as like a game. Like, the one game the Cowboys got to play him, nobody scares me more than Russell Wilson, to be honest with you. Like, I, and I know oh, that's a good one. the Seahawks don't have any talent. Like, they're so, their roster is so much worse than it was when they were in those Super Bowls. But he's just a beast, and he's that type of quarterback that he can make life miserable for you. And I think he probably will make life miserable yeah. for the Cowboys. I was, was going to say Russell, and in my mind, as I'm thinking of guys, I'm like, oh, okay, sure, they, they're not going to mention <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's the first one you mentioned. You did. I thought you, I thought you did a good job of saying that the the team that scares you the most out of that is Atlanta. The quarterback who's the best of that group is Drew Brees, um, you know, historically. And then the guy, the one quarterback who could just beat you by himself because he doesn't have a lot of talent is Russell Wilson. So, and we're probably missing some guys in there. But actually, the one I would throw out would be Carson Wentz. And yeah. the reason why is because no, people sure. forget how he was playing before he got hurt. That dude was doing a lot of different yeah. things. He was yeah. moving around. He was running a little bit. He was throwing some lasers. I mean, like, he was really playing at a high level. If he comes back healthy and, and resumes where he was, I think he becomes the guy that you really look at and say can do some real damage to you. There, I mean, there's no doubt. And I'm sorry, Cowboys fans, but I, I would have voted for him for MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, he and you had a vote? He's, well, that too. Yeah. But. Okay. Small things. He's got the. I mean, he's got some Russell Wilson to him too. Like he's he's not a statue. That's what I was going to say. Is if this Dallas pass rush is as good as it looks here, that's great against guys like Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. You can yeah. fight those type of quarterbacks with a pass rush like that. It's the mobile guys like Russell Wilson and to a degree Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Wentz is it's such a big caveat. He's not cleared for contact right now. Right. And also the Cowboys aren't going to play him for the first time until November. So, Which by then he's had a chance to come back, get healthy, right. be well, back ab- in the mood. Absolutely, and I would yeah. imagine he will be, I, and I, that will be a hell of a challenge. But this team plays Russell Wilson in a month. So, yeah. Watch out for Andrew Luck at the end of the year too. Yeah. You, I, I do. I think that he's – I think he could be comeback player of the year. Yeah. yeah, I really do. That's a good, so that's what, a good thought. You know, he's not a guy that's really in the radar. But by the time, you know, the Cowboys don't play him week two. They play him like week 16 or 15 or something like right. that. He'll be he'll be fine by then. And, and he's, you know, we, we've seen when he's healthy and ready to go, if he's got guys around him. You know what I'm kind of surprised nobody threw out was Deshaun Watson. Because, it, again, you look at him before yeah. he got hurt. That offense was moving the ball. And they were True. putting up some big points. You're right. And he was responsible for it. If he comes back healthy. That's another guy that I think is really, really going to be a tough out for the Cowboys. That game is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah it Thursday. will be. I, I mean, think I uh, think Sunday night. Yeah, you got to win that game. I you think got to win that game. <laughs> just for the the Texas Pride thing. You just oh yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be bananas yeah. in Houston that weekend. You got to win that game. I, mean, I think I, I I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, they're a good team. They're good. But they are a good this, team. This, you know, this is a good football team too. I, I, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying Houston is a really good team. I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I don't. I don't pay particularly close attention to the, the Texans, but I don't feel like Deshaun Watson is getting an iota of the scrutiny that Dak got following an amazing rookie year. Right. And Watson played six games. Like I would like to see a little more, especially coming off a big time injury. I think the world of him, I think he's going to be a great quarterback, but I'm not just ready to lump him in there with MVP caliber. He's had nothing to, to scrutinize yet. I mean, he was a, he was like the most electrifying rookie quarterback in recent memory. Right, but and Dak was too, 
and then but even I mean just wait for them to go nine if they hit nine wins then the Sean will get it he just hasn't had anything happen yet I right? just they're and I know I mean Dak took the Cowboys within a game of the NFC title game I get it it was a bigger stage but I mean, I feel like people are just kind of assuming Watson's going to pick up where he left I off. I think part of the reason of why the maybe di- will. I think part of the reason for the difference though is because I I think there were a lot of people um, that looked at that looked at Dak's rookie year and said a lot of his success was due to Zeke, not necessarily due to him. He he did some things, but I th- I don't think people gave him his due, and so I think there were a lot of people that were naysayers going into his second year. I don't know that the same thing happened in Houston because forever they had had an offense that was just kind of fledgling along, and right. all of a sudden Deshaun comes in and it's moving like it right. actually has life, and so I think that was probably the difference. You're right. After the first years, when defenses have an opportunity see what you like to do they try to take away those things see if you can adjust to it all those things he'll have to deal with if he is what we think he is deshaun watson then that my super bowl is like houston versus uh atlanta i mean they if he's as good as people think he might be then they're the sky's the limit for them if they can keep their defensive guy they healthy got talent everywhere yeah right they they've got some some talent on that team if they can stay healthy yeah all right let's move on let's go to uh question number 12 can xavier woods Hold on to the free safety starting spot. <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes, but do any of us feel good about that? <laughs> Serious. And I, I feel terrible because, like, I like Xavier Woods as a guy. He's definitely not a bad player, but mm-hmm. how can you sit here on August 28th and feel good about the safety spot? Uh, Jerry Jones said this morning that he thinks he'll be back for week two. But, again, he has yet to start a game in, in the regular season in the NFL at safety. Like, it's not like this established veteran is right. coming back. It's like, oh, we'll get Xavier Woods back, and we'll get to see if he's a good player. <laughs> like, that's what we're saying right now. So, ugh, I don't like it. Can we take a break for a second to look at the um, what what they're doing here on the field? Uh, Randy Gregory started the game, right, on Sunday night? I believe so. And opposite of D-Law. And, and then here we're seeing the first-team offense and defense here. Um, we, it's going to pan over there. Taco is actually on the right end spot, and Gregory like was standing in the huddle like he was about to do something. But uh, don't know if that that means anything or what they're working on here yet. But um, you know, he had been doing stuff. There's Zach Martin practicing right here. Like he he's definitely practicing. Yeah. So this is this oh, is a return. that's great to see. Yeah, this is a return to practice for for Zach Martin. I I wouldn't expect him to be in there. Yeah. That All right. Is impressive. Um, let's move on to the next question. Can the offensive line return to form? Talking, speaking about Zach Martin, uh, you, last year they had some real issues, and really their issues came from depth. We thought those had been a- answered with the addition of Cameron Fleming, uh, Marcus Martin, and I think right now there's probably questions. There. Obviously, Marcus Martin's now uh, on IR, but I don't know if Cam F- Fleming still feels like the get that that you thought he was maybe when the Cowboys signed him. What do you guys thought of th- thoughts about the uh, the depth of the offensive line? Wanted him to be better than uh, Chaz Green, and he has been. So, you know, that is a step up. Uh, but when we answer that question, we had no idea. I don't think anyone had ever heard of GBS or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Good point. I don't, you know, th- that's Frederick, changes everything. It, it does. It does change some things. As for the other things, I mean, Zach Martin, that was just a scare. They look like they've overcome that. Tyron Smith, he's, you know, he's dealing with a few things. I still think this is early. I still think he's going to be okay uh, to play. And, and Lyell, Lyell might be the toughest player on the football team. I'm serious. Like, he, he gets is, banged up all the yeah. time. He never misses anything. He's a tough son of a gun. Um, I definitely don't. 
I don't feel like the Cowboys just have like these three studly tackles. Like I, d I haven't seen anything from Cam Fleming that makes me just completely forget about Atlanta last year. But he has been better than Chaz Green, so that's a step in the right direction. And that's, that's a sad thing when that's the well, bar. Though, I, you're right. You know? Ho hopefully, I, this is ironic because I say this as Cam Fleming is currently your first team left tackle. Tyron's not practicing, it looks like. Um, but hopefully he won't have to play a lot. I don't know that that is a realistic hope, but hopefully. <laughs> They're rotating the second team defensive end, or defensive line. You see Brian Price here, and uh, Randy Gregory's on the right end spot. So, yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. We'll give you guys more sights and sounds from out here at Fort Center Cowboys having their final training camp practice. We'll also get to our top ten questions. We'll try to speed through those so we hopefully can get them all in. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from Ford Center at the Star. Cowboys having their final training camp practice here. Uh, and we're talking about it. We're talking about our top 20 questions. These are the 20 questions that the Cowboys writers had heading into training camp. And uh, we've gone through half of them so far. Don't know that we have a lot of great answers all the way around. But uh, but we're trying to give you as much uh, insight as we've been able to gather from training camp. I was just going to call a timeout real quick and say yeah, if sure. you want good underwear, go to timeofjohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get 20% off your first order. Tommy John is a really good underwear. Thank you, Nick. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, um, let's get back into our questions. We're going to see if we can run through these top ten. The, the tenth question was most impactful rookie, Leighton Van Der Esch, Connor Williams, Michael Gallup. I think those are really the only three that are worth mentioning in this category. What do you guys think? I think Dorrance Armstrong yeah. is going to contri contribute a little bit more than Van Der Esch. Okay. At this point, it looks More like than those other two? But 
But to answer the question, I will say Connor, Connor. Williams. Connor Williams. I, I've said Connor Williams all through the preseason. I'm not changing that answer now. But I do – I would caution people against – like. And I get it. I understand why people would write Leighton Vander Esch off because rookies need playing time, and he's missed a lot of it. But Malik Collins didn't get a ton of playing time and was a productive rookie. And honestly, none of the Cowboys' rookie defensive backs had much of a training camp last year, uh, and they all went on to play pretty significant roles. I mean, it is a it is a 17-week season. Mm-hmm. The fact that Leighton Vander Esch can't play right now doesn't mean he's going to be on the shelf the entire That's year. True. Are you at all concerned, though, that he was a guy that had injury problems in college and, and now in his first training camp he, no, s- he spends a lot of time That was the, the rumor with that was it was like his spine, and this is his groin. I mean, no, I'm football not, players get hurt. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying, though, it's, it's a very similar thing in, in my mind to what you look at a guy like Sean Lee. There, I think there is a certain thing, certain players, that for whatever reason, they just their bodies can't take – the punishment, the, the regular I gotta, punishment. I got to see a lot more before okay. I want to label him that way. Okay. I mean, honestly, I think, again, I know rookies need to play. I get it. But you're talking about an insanely talented player. Like, the Cowboys, as much as they would like for him to be out there, they want him to be available in September and October, and that's part of it. Like, they're being careful with when they bring him back, I think. Based on what you know now, would you have traded up to get Derwin James? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wanted to do that. Yeah. I wanted to do that on You want to do it on draft day, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I would. But you don't you don't have Michael Gallup. Because you have to give up your third to do it. Probably. Just, yeah. just, and that, that just does complicate it because I really like Michael Gallup. Yeah. So that I'm, complicates it. I'm really it impressed from, uh, with what I'm seeing from him so far. I expected him, uh, I expected him to be good, but I guess not to be – as far in advance, you know, you when rookies come in, usually it takes them a little bit to get accustomed or used yeah. to things. And he, to me, he has figured it out. He he knows how to bounce back when he makes a mistake. He comes back and does even better or tries to do even better. And I think the relationship between him and Dak has been really good. And when you see them working all, uh, working during the offseason together and all that and putting in that extra time, it's, it's it shows off and it translates on the field. So who? I was just looking at the uh, defense. So your, your starting safety right now is Tyree Robinson. That's kind of that's mm. where this team is right now. Mm. Yep. Tyree Robinson, who looks the part, tall kid from Oregon. Which uh, Jerry Jones said this morning he, he expects Kayvon Frazier to be fine for the season opener, but that in itself is – I mean, it just doesn't sound like a good situation to have your third safety and special teams ace be the guy you're counting oh. on come game day. I refuse. I refuse. Refuse to think that this is it. That the the it won't some be. no no there there has to be something and, and not just the guy that gets cut this weekend and he's just like. Why does there have to be something? Because Tyree <laughs> Robinson you, is your starting safety. To happen? He's he's made zero <laughs> plays. But but. Tyre, it There's no I, – I just – I find it really, really hard to believe that the Cowboys do feel confident with what they have in Xavier Woods, Kayvon Frazier. And and I'm not saying they suck or anything. You know, I, I like the both of them, and I think they're good players. But, again, when we talk about that, that um, high level – and the guy you would expect at safety, they, they're just not there yet because they haven't been fully proven on so, the field. So wait, let me be clear. Are you saying that even if Xavier Woods was healthy, 
um, and Frazier was healthy, completely healthy, you still think that they they don't feel good about their safety position. Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying right now, based upon what's out there, they shouldn't feel safety? I mean, they shouldn't feel, feel good about that. I'm saying that even if uh, Xavier comes back week two and he's good to go, still I think that down the road it's just, it's just not really going to turn out how – they're expecting it to be. I don't know. I'm just not 100% confident uh, about the position right now and the guys that they have. I'll, I'll answer it this way. I think that if, if, if Woods came back healthy and, and he's been playing okay and Frazier comes back healthy and Seattle met the demand that the Cowboys were asking, the Cowboys have a price and Seattle has a price. If Seattle came to them, came down to them, that's two catches now for uh, Deontay Thompson. Having a nice day. Team. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, that's if that happened, I think the Cowboys would still do it, regardless of what Frazier gives you, what right. what Woods gives you. Which I agree. With. I think we all kind of agree there. I just I don't know that the Cowboys feel like if they have all three of those guys healthy. I mean, they went in this far saying that's what we feel comfortable with. I don't know that they that anything has changed from ding, that standpoint ding, if those ding, if ding. those guys are healthy. That's this team has had six months to do something and they don't they don't want to. They right. think they're fine and. Xavier Woods is supposed to be back by week two. They think they can make do with Kayvon Frazier and Xavier. Like I, they'll probably add a guy this weekend. Like I don't think they're going to do anything significant at safety. I think it would have happened by now. I right. tell you what, ninety four changes a lot of things. That's yeah. If you can get no him, doubt. look at ninety. Uh, Randy Gregory and Jalen Smith are just like bum rushing the passer right now. Like that's and they're going to say stuff like that. They're going to be like this pass rush can make any safety look good. They're all we'll get sides on that play. They but, were, but but. But if you've well. got that, those guys rushing the passer and at that level, it changes what you need at the safety right. position. And, I mean, if you even throw out the Earl Thomas stuff, like if you even want to talk about it, it's going to take multiple weeks of Earl Thomas being willing to miss game checks yeah. before Seattle's going to budge on that. Yeah, they're like, not relenting on that. Literally, yeah. the season starting changes nothing because the whole thing comes down to whether Earl Thomas is willing to give up his salary. And until the Seahawks see proof that he is – they're not going to change their minds. So forget about that until at least like week three or right. four. Yep. So this is what it is. I, mean, I really don't think it's going to change on a significant level in the next month or so. And not only that, Nick, you mentioned the pass rush, but also when they look out their corner, if they get the production out of those cornerbacks that they think they're going to get, then they really think about the fact that, hey, we feel like we can leave those guys on an island by themselves sometimes. And so it does change again what you need at right. safety when you have a pass rush and you have really good corners. If you're looking to have a good defense. But when you look at Seattle, had a ton of pass rush. They had really good corners, and they had re- even better safeties, and they were one of the best defenses in the history of the NFL. Absolutely. So. And you know, okay, star practice, Deontay. Deontay, <laughs> you still want to cut him? <laughs> I didn't want to cut him. You said you didn't think they were going to cut him. I, That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I don't think that they want to cut him. And we've said this all along. Deont- Deontay Thompson just gives you something that no one else has from a speed element uh, like that. And I think, you know. Lance Lenore, it's just one of those situations where he, he's been really rock solid other than punt returning. He's been a rock solid at receiver, but I don't think that gets you on the team if, if you're just solid. You have to do something that stands out. Yep. Okay, give me your camp MVP. Uh, man, MVP. Some of the names that were thrown out were Cheeto Bay. Uh, interesting, Ch- Jihad Ward was Mickey's pick. For, uh, for camp MVP he prior. started out okay. Uh, I think Lindsey was the one that said Taco Charlton, which is not a bad pick. Um, Dave, you said Cheeto and Jordan would be your, co- ca- your co-MVPs. I feel pretty good about one of those. What would you guys, what would you guys say now? 
Uh, well, Zach Martin is the guy we, we picked. That's it's, It all goes back to the curve. Like, when he's been healthy, nobody's been better yeah. day after day than Zach Martin. But a couple names that jump out. Byron Jones playing a new position has been phenomenal way more often than he hasn't been. Tavon Austin was good. Tavon Austin. Uh, Cole Beasley. Jalen Smith. Just day after day of, yeah. of really impressing. And then, uh, call me crazy, Randy Gregory. For the two weeks that he's been out there, he's been awesome. Joe Thomas was really good because they didn't. They started out not practicing Sean Lee, and Joe was in there, and they really didn't miss a beat on defense, which is something we're not used to seeing when Sean Lee's out of it. So I thought Joe Thomas got some votes on our top ten list as well. All right, Say I'm this, going. The Tyron Smith, he's the guy that just because of my thoughts, and you know, I've always been worried, even since last year, injury-wise, that has been concerning to me, and the fact that. Yes, he's being a little banged up right now and uh, here and there, but from what I've seen, he, he's still one of the most powerful guys here on the whole team, and, and it's amazing when you see him play and at the level that he plays. So, anyways, based on my thoughts on him and injury-wise and all that, just what I've seen from him at practice, I would name him as one of my top ones. All right, I'm going to skip through some of these questions because we've kind of already talked about some of them. Jalen Smith, Tavon Austin, uh, D-Law. Uh, I want to get to the top, top three questions and see if we can get these in. Number three was, do the Cowboys need a number one wide receiver? Based on what you've seen during training camp and preseason, do you think, are you buying into the concept that they can roll with having a lot of receivers that are just kind of all at the same level rather than having one that is, is, is much better than the rest? I really do. I really, I haven't seen anything at this training camp to dissuade me that this strategy can work because I'm, we didn't even throw him out there for MVP. I'm so impressed with Ezekiel Zeke, Elliott. Yeah. We haven't seen him play in the preseason. I don't give a flip. Oh. He has looked awesome. I know. I could have said something well, else. I wasn't <laughs> sure where you were going. He's been, he, he looks like he is ready. I, which, how can you even take a step up from being one of the best backs in the league? But I really think he's going to take a step. And I hope this coaching staff is willing to use him as creatively as you see with guys like Le'Veon Bell because he can do that. Somebody, though, is going to have to force their hand. It's going to have to make the defense play a little bit, play honest with them. If they just go standard base and hey, I got this guy, you got this guy, and we don't have to really worry about this player, it, 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 could, be, it could be problematic because you can't st stack the box when you do things like that. So I don't know if it's if it's – one particular guy, but somebody when they're out there is going to have to scare them, and I don't know who that's going to be. I haven't seen it from Hearns. Tavon, but, be part of but it. he's got to do some more things vertically. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's one practice, but I mean, Deontay Thompson has got to be able to do something like that because Bryce Butler at times could scare the defense because he could get get by them. They just wouldn't throw it a lot. On two of the three preseason games, we've seen Michael Gallup downfield. That's One true. of them was a touchdown. One him. of them was a little bit off, but it had the potential. He had the guy beat. I think Michael Gallup is a guy that maybe fills a role for you like that. I don't know why I keep forgetting him. When I think of receivers, I just don't, and he's been pr the best one. Yeah. I Between between the six of them that I think they'll carry, they'll, they will get the job done when combined with Zeke. I, I mean – I, I have confidence. In that. And even take away Zeke, if, if just even with Rod Smith coming in as – Let's not take away no, Zeke. No, no, obviously <laughs> not. Obviously not. But you think – here's the thing. A few months <laughs> – let me explain. A few months ago, um, I think we talked about this, and I'm like, oh, you need a number one wide receiver. That was my answer. But 
that was with the mentality of, you know, me thinking of wearing off Zeke and throughout the game and maybe going downhill a little bit if you have him so much out there and you're using him constantly over and over. But when I say take away Zeke, when you look at the backup spot that you can rotate him to and like a certain scenarios you throw in Rod Smith is the guy that has been doing amazing. He's doing a great job. So that's what I... Basically, what yeah. I'm trying to say, you got Rod Smith, too, that can help in there. And the running game can keep being really good, even when Z comes off the field. All right, That's here's it. question number two. Who's under more pressure, Dak Prescott or Jason Garrett? Garrett. We, we've had, we went on a um, point-counterpoint on this, Dave and I did. So, I said it was Garrett, and, and you say Dak. Give me some reasons. Um, my reason is, is that I, I just feel like, you know, the pressure that Dak is under is, is to get a, a new contract. I think it's been proven that you do not have to have a winning record to 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 get a to get paid. I mean, he can be pretty good, and he's still going to get paid. And and if this team doesn't go to the NFC Championship game, I don't think Jason Garrett's the coach next year. So I don't think the the seat can get any hotter for him as a coach. Here I go grading on a scale again. Uh, but you know, obviously. Work, coaching this team is Jason Garrett's lifelong dream, and nobody, nobody's more like bred for it than he is. But he's made a ton of money and has gotten seven years coaching this team. And if he gets fired, he'll be an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach in the league in a week. Um, Dak Prescott, he could be the face of this franchise for the next decade and a perennial pro bowler if this goes the right way or if this season doesn't. Uh, the Cowboys could be looking to replace him in, in eight months. Um, and that's just, I think that's a different kind of pressure. Like, I really, Dak is at a fork in the road in his career. Like, J Jason Garrett's going to be fine in the grand scheme of things, even if the Cowboys fire him. But this could be the difference between Dak being the face of the Cowboys for an entire generation of fans or a guy that we talk about in five years as like, man, remember the Dak era? That's, that was crazy, you know? So I just I think it's a different kind of pressure. I, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I think that was well put with what you said about Dak. I mean, I just, you're, you're right about, you know, it is what Garrett's going to what would he would do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that makes sense what you explained, but... But in t I get what y'all are saying, though. I mean... Not the aftermath, not right. what happens next at the moment for the Cowboys and the team. In honest, I, I, I wrote Dak, but in that regard, you're probably right. Like, I, I mean... Jason. The, it's going to get... It's going to be uncomfortable for Jason Garrett if this team doesn't perform well, way more so than Dak, if eight, I had to guess. Eight and eight, nine and seven is where this team has lived, you know, for, for a while. If that happens, I, th I, th I think Dak's the quarterback next year. I don't think Jason Garrett's the coach. It's a good and, point. And, and, it's yeah. a good point. And that's kind of what we've seen from this team this year and other years. All right, let's get to the final question. This one is an easy one, but a hard one at the same time. Do the Cowboys make the playoffs? As I just said, eight and eight, nine and seven. <laughs> uh, I, 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 think they, I think they do. I think they do make the playoffs. That Travis Frederick injury is really big. Yep. Um, I answered. I was answered that before that. I think this team can go ten and six, and it's it's going to be tough. But I, I I think that they what they do best is they run the football. They got the best player on the field most of the time when Zeke's out there. They can run the ball. That keeps you in every game. And I think this defense will fly around enough and make a little more plays. Yeah, I think they have a chance to make it. I think they do it ten and six. I absolutely think they have a chance to make it. And I said this before training camp. Obviously, a lot of stuff has happened that I couldn't have foreseen. But I you know the defense has looked a lot better than I expected. 
We've seen, you know, Michael Gallup, a lot of stuff comes to mind, but I haven't seen anything that convinces me that this team is drastically different than I thought. And I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to finish with a winning record. I think the NFC is strong. I mean, the, the Rams. The, and the NFC East is just the, as strong. The Vikings, the yeah. Eagles. Uh, I just there's there's so Saints. many the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers. There's so many teams that that have good squads. I just I don't think they're going to make it. I think, but I think it's it's not going to be because they're bad. I just think there's only so many spots. You didn't to go even around. throw in the best quarterback in the in the in Aaron Rodgers in the, in the whole yeah, league, like, in my opinion. This the conference is stacked, and I think the Cowboys are going to be a good team. But there's only so many spots to go around. I I'll be. I won't be surprised if they make the playoffs. I just right now in August, I don't think they will. Yeah. Amber, I think they have the capability and the ability to make the playoffs. They they're a good team. They really are. They have a lot of really good guys. Now, what I'm missing is seeing it all come together and seeing what's going to happen with the line, with the changes that that have occurred injury-wise. Travis being out, can Joe Looney handle a whole season? taking care of the center position. I don't know. I, I still need to see all the pieces come together, but do they have the capability? Absolutely. The one thing I will say is, and I think I've come to this conclusion about this team under Jason Garrett, when things go well, and what I mean by that is when you don't get the unexpected, when you don't have this major player that goes out for a significant amount of time, when you can keep all that stuff kind of afloat, they have a chance to be a really, really good team. That's mm -hmm. when they have their best seasons. So, you, you put it in that context, and I think what Nick said really resonates. The Travis Frederick injury becomes huge. If Joe Looney, as I suspect, is good, is, is appreciably close to where, somewhere close to where Travis Frederick would have played, and, he doesn't, and it doesn't create problems for you that Travis Frederick isn't out there, then I think this team, that may be a good sign for this team. I think if they lose guys like Tyron, if they lose guys like, uh, like Sean Lee, what, what we've seen over the last few years is when they lose their best players, they are not the team uh, that then gets to the playoffs. So I think it's going to be all about injuries for this team. I think that's the, the Jason Garrett error, as I see it is. It's all about injuries. So is that a yes or a no? <laughs> so right now I'm going to say they will make it based upon what I know right now, and I will say that that will change if we start seeing injuries, and I'll change my mind. But right now, I will say yes, they can make because they have enough talent. I think they have yeah. more than enough talent yeah. to make the playoffs. Because all of those teams that Dave just mentioned, one of them, maybe two, are going to be bad. I mean, it's just the nature of the league. That's the nature like, of the league. We, right. we think somebody's going to be really good, and because of they have injuries, yeah, that's why you got to give so much credit to what the Eagles did. They they suffered a lot of them, and still and, made it work, and yeah. still w went in there. And, and you know, a lot of a lot of fans will say, we, "What about the coach?" comes down to coaching comes down to that but you know say what you will i mean he, he's been he's kept them pretty competitive for the most part um and 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 a little better than that um and i think he'll have them right there again yep and they ended up nine and seven last year without their three best players for a good part of the season that though is the difference between them and the eagles the eagles lost arguably their three best players throughout the season and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So There's no doubt in my mind they'll be in the conversation because they only haven't been one time in right. Garrett's career. But, right. again, that's a steep it's a steep hill to climb in the NFC this year. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We are back. Um, actually, we'll have some joint shows coming up for you guys tomorrow and on Friday. We got the game in Houston on Thursday, so there won't be shows on Thursday. Um, and then on Monday we'll be back on the air. I'm sorry, on Tuesday we'll be back on the air. 
uh, ready to go heading into the season. We'll start getting you guys ready for Cowboys versus Panthers week one of the NFL season. And I just want to do a quick shout out to our, our video staff that put this together on less Short than 24 notice, hours right? notice. Did a great job and you know, it looks like it's going over well. So, yeah. really good job turning nice that work. around. Yep. Nice work. We All might right. be doing this again next year at training camp. Maybe so. We'll here. see you guys uh, on Tuesday. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.